0: You're locked on to DRM1 United. This is a soundbite. I am Russell. As always, I'm joined here in the studio by Peter. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you, Russell. Yourself?
0: I am absolutely fabulous, as always. As always. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, we are talking tonight famous facts that are
1: not true. No, not true. You might hear people frequently um, reciting these uh, so-called facts, but... uh, uh, the science, sadly, says otherwise.
0: Well, I can give you one fact that that <gasps> is true.
1: Yeah. I can't spell. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so we
0: found out on the social today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I've,
1: I've been complaining that we don't get enough attention on social media. <laughs> this show doesn't get enough attention on social media. Um, now we know why. And now we know why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's um, let's just jump straight into the claim, shall we? Because well, I think that we're going to hit it off with a big one because I've heard this one a lot. The Great Wall of China can be seen from space. Now, why would they make this up? Come
1: on. So it's – well, it, it, it was thought because of the length of the Great Wall of China that it's so long um, that you could see it from space. And, in fact, some people even said you could see it from the moon. Um, but – Sadly, it's not true because we know from the astronauts and cosmonauts that they've gone up into space uh, and they've looked back down and they can't see anything because whilst it's very, very long, it's actually very, very narrow. And it's also now um,
0: uh, uh, not the length people, it's the girth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and because it's v- so so old, that sections of it have actually um, fallen into yep. disre- disrepair and uh, ruin. So it's it's also there's breaks in it along the way. So it can't be seen from space. And the Apollo astronauts, uh, when they looked at the Earth from the Moon, they couldn't make it out either. So sadly, uh, it is not.
0: Well, uh, it is the the. Th- the <laughs> the thicker, the bigger the object, the bigger you can see it from space. You look at
1: well, if you really wanted to get technical about it, it's the reflect ref, reflection of light, yeah, uh, reflective properties of it. So, um, just going to show that size doesn't mean everything. Wow.
0: Okay, <laughs> we'll move on to that one. If you don't look <laughs> at me with disgust, with you and your.
1: ...comments <laughs> and you judge me.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just a size queen. What can I say? Um, <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, so... Um, G-rated show. G-rated show. Hey, I'm being as G-rated as I normally am. One <laughs> human a year... Excuse me. One human year is equivalent to seven dog years. Yeah, so this, seven dog
1: years. Yeah, so, you know, you you might have heard this quite a few times. I, I'm, I know I've heard it lots of times. People saying that, you know, one human year is the same as seven dog years. Um, and, and actually that sort of came about um, quite a long time ago. So there was a an inscription found at Westminster Abbey back in the 13th century, and it um, basically had a, a ratio of nine to one. So for every one human year, it was equivalent to nine dog years. Um, it works
0: out to a birthday every 1.74 months. And how did I know <laughs> that? Because I just did maths.
1: And so what they, well, what they basically said, which is true. They actually did a similar thing to what you did. They they, they worked out that dogs back then lived to about nine years of age and people back then lived to probably about 80 years of age. So, they just did a division and came up with nine dog years.
0: Also, I know that because we celebrate my dog's birthday every 1.71 uh, months. <laughs> okay. Have you? That's,
1: that's a very celebrated dog. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 jokes. Uh, so, <laughs> so, but so, so really,
0: is it every seven years or is it a little bit
1: shorter than that? It's a bit different because it's not as um, fixed or static as a simple formula like uh, a ratio of uh, seven to one or one to seven. Um, so what it is, is that when dogs are younger, they age more rapidly. Um, and then as they age, that speed at which they age slows down. Um, so... Uh, Really, we're sort of – you, you couldn't really um, just assign one value to it and say that uh, you know every year is equal to this. So when when a dog is very, very young, uh, like a puppy going in its first year, by the end of its first year, it's actually equivalent to about uh, 12, 13, 14 uh, human years because it's it's coming to its first season, so it's hit its puberty. Um, oh, that puberty word, we <laughs> Well, you can say puberty. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a biological function.
0: <laughs> okay. So, but on average, is it seven point... Is it seven years on average, maybe? Is that, <laughs> I just I, told I don't
1: you. You know. Kind of sign one, one particular number. No, but the
0: whole over-the-lifetime of the animal, like, it grows up fast and then it slows down. So, on average, maybe it's true.
1: Well, okay, so...
0: You get what I'm trying to say. I right?
1: know what you're trying to say. So, uh, a, a couple of people have had a go at this, uh, and in particular a French uh, researcher um, back in 1953, and I'm going to try and say his name. I'll probably get it completely wrong. Uh, French accent. Oui, oui, monsieur. So, uh, <laughs> uh A. Lebu, in 1953, was uh, one of the first to renounce that 9-to-1 or 7-to-1 rule. Yep. Uh, and instead he said that, um, based on empirical evidence... Uh dog's age between 15 to 20 times faster than a human during its first year of life, whereas after that, it drops down to about four to five times after its second birthday.
0: Okay, well, thank goodness my dog is 12 and 16, so...
1: That's a good age. Yeah. It's, it's what sort of dog is it?
0: We've got a Labrador and we've also got a uh, Staffy.
1: How's your Labrador's hips?
0: No, it's the Staffy's hips. Oh, Ooh. you mean the Labrador's hips because it's getting older, the hips they yeah. go? Yeah, She sits on her bum. Not like, you know how dogs are meant to sit <laughs> yeah. normal? She don't. She sits on her tail. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, anyway, well, enough <laughs> talking about dogs. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, find out which mountain is actually the tallest mountain yeah. in the world. Because is Mount Everest just about to be beaten or outshone? Why another mountain? Find out on
1: the other side of this. You're listening to Soundbites. Welcome back to Sound Bites, you're listening to Peter and Russell, and we're talking about famous facts that people often recite, but actually aren't true. Well, you know, the age-old question is, which mountain is taller than the other mountain? And usually yeah. when you ask people that, they'll tell you, Mount Everest is the highest mountain in the world. Well, yeah, because that's the toughest yeah. mountain
0: to climb, so it must be the tallest.
1: It is, it's, well, it is very, very difficult to climb, um,
0: and... I can solve that problem. Just let's go and dig a tunnel, put an escalator in there, and
1: whoop, done. Yeah. <laughs> that takes, no longer the challenge. That towers. takes away the <laughs> challenge, <laughs> Come though. On. <laughs> Come
0: on. Let's no, fix this. First yeah, world problems. <laughs> but, you know,
1: there are so many people climbing Mount Everest now. Um, I think somebody was saying it's, it's like a, a three-week wait just to get uh, in the queue to get up to Mount Everest. And
0: Well, we have a mountain that we're no longer using. We can always rent that out <laughs>
1: for people to... T- which mountain is that? The, the rock. We're not allowed to climb that. We well, used to be allowed to climb it's that. it's not a mountain, it's a rock.
0: Oh, well, we'll call it a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, Mount
1: Everest, uh, as everyone knows off the top of their head, is 8,849 metres tall.
0: <laughs> it just couldn't get that one more metre, could it? I know, could've? I know. You yeah. like yeah, <laughs> would
1: sort of think as people went up there, they'd like bring a handful of gravel or something and just stack it up an, an extra metre. With all the bodies that have been no <laughs> you know, don't joke. Actually, it's very, very challenging because um, people do die on Mount they Everest, do. and it's too hard to bring them down because up there the air is so thin. People are struggling just to breathe themselves, um, and so it's really, really do And a lot of times, um, people when they pass away on Mount Everest, uh, they they're just left where they where they fall. Or they're sort of pushed off the off to the side, um, and oh. a, and in fact, uh, some of them now uh, are even uh, like. Not landmark, yeah, landmarks. So they people go right. Once you, once you get to uh, green shoes, you'll be only x amount of meters away from the summit. Or
0: I just find it really, really sad that people pass away. And anyway, that's it, 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 it well, is what it, it is. is. Let's let's but not anyway, get morbid. Let's, let's get uh, let's get back into some positivity stuff. So this, how did this become the 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 famous fact that this mountain was so tall?
1: Be- because it's. Um w- it's from w- the w- sea. yeah so basically when you when you consider the mountain um it's it's the highest or uh, above sea level, it appears to be the tallest mountain, but there's actually a few ways to measure mountains, and this is where it can get a bit um confusing because uh one way you can measure mountains is obviously measuring it from its base yep. all the way up to the summit, so from where it starts to where it finishes. So if we do this, there's actually a mountain in Hawaii, and I'm going to, again, my pronunciation is going to be a bit off. So, um, But I think it's actually pronounced uh, Mauna Kia. Uh, and that's actually the tallest mountain if you measure it from its base to its summit. So that's 9,966 metres. So it's over 100 metres taller than Mount Everest.
0: Which is very, very, very tall.
1: It is very tall, but because some of it is submerged... It it doesn't look as tall as Mount Everest does, but other people have sort of said, "Well, when you, because the Earth is not a perfectly round sphere, it it actually bulges out in the middle um, due to its uh, rotation." Um, So the other, so probably the more accurate way of measuring mountains is to actually measure it from the centre of the Earth outwards. Um,
0: Hang on, if you do
1: that, that's still not going to work because some parts of the Earth bulge out more than others. No, but that's what, what they're sort of saying is because it sort of flattens out ar- towards the, around the poles, So it bulges out. But even though it bulges out, w- when you measure everything from the centre, they're saying that it actually equals out. Okay. Have we
0: actually put a string at the centre of the earth and done this mathematics?
1: No, the deepest
0: hole we've dug is only about 14 kilometres deep, I think. Apparently, if you dig too deep, you end up uh, melting your equipment.
1: Yeah, well it's a molten core. <laughs> it is a molten, molten core, so I, I wouldn't go too far down. <laughs> uh, but if you do use the centre of the earth outwards um, method of measuring it, then uh, Mount uh, Chimborazo in Ecuador Chimborazo. is higher than Mount Everest. I'm sure that's
0: how they actually do it when they're at the I'm, top of the mountain. And they go, you know,
1: Chimborazo. I, yeah, I bet they're doing a little <laughs> salute and they're... Singing that
0: out sounds very um uh Ecuadorian, yeah,
1: Ecuadorian. What well, they're very festive.
0: <laughs> so, um, so there you go. Some interesting facts about a mountain that uh I won't ever climb because, well, I don't have a death wish.
1: No, I'm not going to try and climb it. And Mount also, Everest, no. would
0: you like to have a have a s- fear of heights and then go and climb Mount Everest to solve your fear of
1: heights? But would it Th- solve your fear of heights? Well, apparently, if people have done it. Do you have to go that high though? <laughs> what about <laughs> just going up a building, or <laughs>
0: just jump on an aeroplane? You're higher than that anyway.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that's true.
0: So, um, and you're most likely less likely to die on an aeroplane than what you would climbing the mountain.
1: Aeroplanes are the third safest form of travel, after escalators and elevators.
0: So, where does climbing Mount Everest sit at that on that Mount scale? Mount
1: Everest is not a safe thing to do. Oh, really? It's not a safe thing to do, and <laughs> in fact, one. Okay, this is a. Uh, this is me sidetracking now. <laughs> Between um, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, says they were they were both having a go at each other about going to Mars, and um, Musk was obviously saying, "Yeah, it can be done, and it's going to be great. It's a huge achievement." And and uh, Jeff Bezos says, "I want you to think about." Climbing Mount Everest And when you're up there How difficult it is to breathe How difficult it is to keep warm How difficult it is to do everything and He goes And Mars is a thousand times worse than that Yeah
0: No, <laughs> so fair enough, fair enough But they both want to get to Mars and, or, and No, Jeff Bezos doesn't But well, Elon he, does
1: He wants to build a hotel in space Yeah, but that's different to going to Mars
0: I guess that's going to be difficult too Because you're going to have to actually build the hotel in space Oh yeah, yeah. So, Anyway Space hotels
1: But they are coming
0: we can talk about that because the uh, the space place,
1: floating around the, oh, the international space Thank station. Thank you. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of
0: his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh is getting a, a makeover.
1: Yeah, well, it's not going to last for much longer.
0: Yes, it is. No, it's going
1: to. They're, they're going to pull the plug on that one. I think in about another ten years. Uh, surely not. They would have to replace it with something. Oh, they probably will, but.
0: Elon Musk start making your space hotel. We're coming. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, you lose forty to eighty percent of your body heat through your head. Now, I haven't heard it said that way. I have heard it saying, "Oh, you lose most of your heat yeah. through your head." Yeah. Uh, which I have watched some science videos on YouTube, Damn. and that's not true. It's not true, and uh, tr- not true for a number of reasons, but. Why don't you tell us why it's not true? Well, before, before I, get <laughs> I into wasn't going to put my foot in it. <laughs> Yeah, Before I go
1: into why it's not true, the reason why we, we believe it started back um, probably in around the 1950s when the US Army was re- researching surviving cold conditions. Um, and what they would do is they would provide most uh, uh, clothing to most parts of the body, but they didn't actually provide anything for the head. Um, And so they noticed that uh, heat loss was mainly through the head because all the other parts of the body were covered. And so from there, um, they said, look, you know, you you need to cover up your head because that's where you lose most of your body heat, which is where a lot of this stuff comes from. Um, But in fact, when we've done the research, what we've discovered is you do lose heat through the top of your head or through your head. But it's only at best 7 to 10%. So you lose most of it actually through your extremities, your hands, your feet, your arms and your legs. Um, so it's important to cover up uh, everything, obviously, as much as you can. Um, the only caveat to this is that babies, because they have a, a head-to-body ratio that's a lot different. So their heads are bigger for babies. Oh, no, they, no that's why they can't walk. Well, <laughs> yeah, Well.
0: They keep falling down when they first start walking because their head's too big. Yeah. Didn't you know that a baby's actually... The, the smartest a human will ever be is at birth. True fact.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> you didn't know that fact?
0: I'm not sure it's a fact. <laughs> it is a fact. Google it. I'm, uh, yeah. We'll Google it during the break. But All uh, right. Yeah. Apparently, they, they reckon it takes more of a, a, a thing or two to breathe, and that's why they classify humans to be the smartest they'll ever be at birth because okay. you have to s- kick start everything. All right. It's uh, it's a long story. I'll, I'll try to find the article for you.
1: Yeah, I'll be quite interested to read that one. Really? So anyway, okay. getting back to my caveat, so with babies, you do need to cover up their heads, so put a baby bonnet on them or a little cap or <laughs> something, otherwise they will lose a lot of put their head. Put a baby beanie
0: their... on there. A little baby beanie. They're they always cute and you're available at your nearest baby shop. Yeah. Um. Now, Now, this is an interesting one because I got told, no, you can't have this. You can't have that. (laughs) Definitely can't have sugar after dinner because sugar makes you high. Yeah. Now, sugar makes children hyperactive, true or false.
1: Now, I tell you, everyone knows this, don't they? I I hear so many parents go, no, they can't have sugar after 10 a.m. because they'll be hyperactive all day or, oh, they've just come back from a birthday party and so they're high on sugar and they're going crazy and... No parents, it's because you're bad parents. You can't control your kids. (gasps) I disagree. Don't want to support (laughs) that statement. So so where it comes from. So why do we think this? Apart from uh, anecdotal evidence, um, back in 1947, Dr. Theron G. Randolph published a paper discussing the role of food allergies in fatigue, irritability and behavioural problems in children. And amongst other factors, he... Dis- and just repeat that last line. Behavioural problems in children. And behavioural problems in children. So, he published a paper discussing the role of food allergies in fatigue, irritability and behaviour. So, he was talking about food allergies. Among other factors, he described sensitivities to corn, sugars and, or corn syrup as a cause of tension fatigue syndrome. Yep. Um, and he actually even said, which includes tiredness and irritability. But in the 1970s, since sugar used to get blamed for everything, it still does actually today. Um, sugar makes blood
0: clots. <laughs>
1: sugar. sugar.
0: <laughs> it's not AstraZeneca doing it to you, it's, it's, it's sugar. sugar. yeah.
1: Yeah, so get some <laughs> essential oils into you. <laughs> so, so in joking. the 1970s, when sugar was blamed for um, uh, what they called reactive or functional hyperglycemia. Uh, In other words, a dip in blood sugar following after a meal, which can cause symptoms such as anxiety, confusion, irritability. So what's happened since is that lots and lots of companies, not companies, sorry, lots and lots of researchers have done um, quite a few high quality studies and have investigated the possibility of a link between children's behaviour and sugar intake. Um, But none of them have conclusively found any difference between children who consumed a lot and those who didn't. So the Belief appears mostly to be what we call confirmation bias. I don't know if you remember, we've we've used this a couple of times. We've talked about k- this. Yeah, so go what happens is, is, yeah, <laughs> you can go and listen to it. and I think it was in the Conspiracy Theories it podcast yep. and, and probably a few others. Um, so what happens is the kids come back from a party. They're all hyped up having seen their friends and they danced and whatever, and they're still running amok and people go, ah, oh, that's because they've had too much sugar.
0: No, parents. It's because the child's brain is working a million miles an hour, <laughs> and they just need to calm down. <laughs> you need to give them some Fenugan and uh, put them to sleep. <laughs> this is this.
1: I should I should mention you know, <laughs> at this point, neither one of us are child rearing experts. You n- no. So please confirm all advice you get from us, via doctor with with uh, a, a proper a devi- like a qualified not, person. This is
0: not advice. This is just parenting. What I want not to do. Right. Okay. Just don't. It get sounds
1: it. a lot like advice. <laughs> <laughs> the station does not condone anything that's said here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, legal. Yeah. If, if this is your only source of information <laughs> and education, then um,
0: go get it. Go to a yeah. doctor. Get yeah. <laughs> it. But no, doctors give fenugan to children all the time. Yeah,
1: but they're doctors. They
0: we you can't be. Telling My people. parents used to Finergan, <laughs> Finergan me me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, Do you really want
1: me to say anything to that? Come <laughs> <Go> on! <laughs> like, like, should we just move to the next topic? I think that oh. I think that uh, that's, that's why I'm so so hyper. That is. <laughs>
0: I'm making up for all that lost time, people. Did you
1: have sugar before this show?
0: I had a beer before this show. <laughs> um, okay, we are. Going, we should take a break. Oh, yeah. have we finish this one. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I've totally forgotten. Yeah, no,
1: th- yeah, it's because you're hyper on sugar. <laughs> um,
0: Sorry, I don't, I, I, don't get me wrong. Ch- children so and the hyperactivity. So, anyway, is an important in the experiments,
1: issue. what they did is they gave um, random samples of, of kids uh, either drinks containing sugar or drinks uh, not containing sugar or sugar free. Uh, and uh, the rating of the behavior was based more on what the parents were told the, sh- the children had drunk, so whether they had a sugary drink or they were told that they had a sugary drink as opposed to what they actually had.
0: But see that, so the, the fundamental of that survey or that research was basically the parents were the guinea pigs, the children were just given some liquids and the parents were told, oh, your child has sugar yeah. or your child and did so not have that sugar. that's confirmation bias kicking in. So really, it's not a true definition of whether this statement is technically true because... No, that's just one of the... They should have put the child in the room, given them a bunch of sugar and seen if they ran around a lot. Or if they fell asleep.
1: But that's not a measure of hyperactivity. Then
0: you do the same survey with the same kid the next day with no sugar. Baseline and not baseline. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm no scientist, people. This is why I do radio. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to hit more parts of these... Famous facts that have, that that just ain't true. They're just not true, Um folks. Don't forget, if you've got a famous fact, you can get in contact with us via Facebook. Yeah. Uh, just search DRN1 Live. Tell us your famous facts and we might read it out on the show. You've got half an hour, literally, to get your famous facts that you think are not true into the studio and we'll try to debunk them. Like my one, did man really walk on the moon?
1: Mm. Of course they did.
0: <laughs> did they? Yes.
1: Other people say they didn't. <laughs> Yeah, people can say anything they want. Say, making statements is not fact. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to listen to the podcast.
0: Um, and some of the crazy stuff that just happened on my computer, so we're not going anywhere at the moment. One second. Now we are, though. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of this. Stick around. Stay tuned. You're locked on to DRM1. This is Soundbites, and that was Sexy and I Know It. And yes, I am sexy, and I know it. <laughs>
1: Well, this show is all about false statements. Oh, burn.
0: Burn, Burn, baby, burn. Okay, let's get back to the show. Um, This is not karaoke time. Um, (laughs) Thank goodness. Burn number two. Um, Okay, so, uh, look, I like tongues. Um, (laughs) I think we all like tongues.
1: Do we? We wouldn't do this show without them.
0: Uh, that is... Well, can you talk without your tongue? No. It's well, you can't... Uh, and <laughs> You could talk without your tongue, actually.
1: Interesting you say that because a few years ago, probably about eight or nine now, Japanese scientists trying to reproduce the human mouth created a little robot that could actually uh, stretch and change the shape of this little rubbery mouth that they had created, and uh, that it needed the tongue for it to actually be able to form all the actual words. Oh,
0: absolutely. Like, it's it, you, to what use the word like, you have to... Uh, uh, like your tongue rolls through your yeah, mouth.
1: But, but different languages have different types of sounds, and all of those require your tongue to do most of the work. Well, if you don't have a tongue, please contact us because we would like to know how you talk.
0: And that's being serious. We, I, I, I've, I would find it absolutely... Astonishing! I would have thought that an amazing use
1: sign language.
0: Well, maybe they use AI now. That maybe they actually use text to speech, or maybe they maybe they can still speak. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Okay. Or, uh, any doctors listening, please contact us. Uh, okay, so different parts of your tongue detect different tastes. Now, this has to be true. You cannot, d- no, you cannot ruin this one because
1: that's what we got taught in school. And you know, and that's true. And in fact, a lot of uh, textbooks have that famous picture of your tongue where it's your tongue is uh separated into four sections so you got the front the sides and the back and they said the front uh was for sweet stuff the sides was for um uh salty stuff and the back was more the sour that's
0: the part that i disagree with that statement i don't think that's true i think it's your whole tongue can tell every single texture wherever it is
1: that's true that's right so it, it it's not separated into sections. So now, who's the smart one? <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one claiming that you're not. No one else here, it's only me, actually. But no one else here says otherwise. So you're right, because all parts of your tongue can taste all all the um different flavors. You've got taste buds everywhere. But funny enough, they've also found taste buds uh on the roof of your mouth, down your throat. Um. So Whoa. yeah, they they found them. Maybe that's why
0: hot dog competitions exist, because they don't need to chew it or to taste it on the tongue. They just slide down the throat and they get all the taste buds. Yeah,
1: they're really disturbing, those hot dog competitions, when they dunk it in water and then they just shovel it down. That's,
0: that's just like um, lube. That's really all that
1: is. G-rated. Uh, well, it's better than me using oil. Don't continue with that line of thought. Okay,
0: it's like using gravy. <laughs>
1: So, anyway, all taste sensations come from all uh-huh. regions of the tongue, okay? So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we. but not only do, does your tongue be able to uh, taste uh, sweet, sour, bitter and salty, but we've also found uh, another flavour called um, 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 umami. Umami. Yeah. I've not
0: heard of this one. So, what is umami? Because it sounds like a delicious dessert.
1: Well, it's delicious anyway. So, you, you are, umami um, is just one taste um but it was uh th- they found a receptor that was designed to um taste that flavor uh, and no. that was that was uh back in 2010
0: do you remember there was a company uh, – not a company there was some research done where they were trying to make a uh, taste division where you basically yeah no joke i found this out interesting fact on youtube no. i found that th- they were actually scientists in japan that made this coil that had different types of electrodes on it that when programmed a certain way would taste sweet or sour. So mm. they were able to make sweet or sour and they're doing some great research with it. But they reckon that that you'll soon be able to buy um, things like electronics that you can taste things like. For example, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you want to taste what food tastes like, yeah. This would be a way to do it without cooking the food. Oh, okay. Interesting, interesting fact. Well, oh, there you go. I'll, I'll find it and put it out on our socials. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Okay. Okay, so um, well, so is th- the roof of your tongue though with taste buds? Roof of your mouth? R- roof, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Roof of your mouth. Yeah. With taste buds. I find that very hard to d- to believe because if they're not as numerous as on your tongue. When I put chocolate in my mouth, I can only taste it on my tongue, not the roof of my tongue. Not the roof of my mouth. I meant it it's stronger on your tongue than what it is yeah. on. Yeah.
1: So they're not as numerous
0: and I elsewhere. Don't, I don't taste chocolate when I'm swallowing,
1: when I'm eating chocolate. Well, you probably still have the taste of chocolate on In your, your mouth. tongue when you're s- yeah. when you're
0: swallowing it. So, anyway, interesting fact. <laughs> now, um, this one's a uh, interesting number eight is humans have five senses: taste, touch. Smell, hearing, and sight. Well, I know that smell is correct because I smell. <laughs> I get sweaty very often, very quickly. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I know sometimes I need to put urine on. <laughs> Definitely
1: studios. But do, do you remember when, um, uh, I, I know when I was in school, they used to say that fi- humans had five senses. Yeah. So, you know, the taste, touch, smell, hearing, and sight. Well,
0: um, I'm looking at the answer here and I'm counting 11 of them and I'm like going, Hang on. Couldn't you say that technically pain
1: is kind of like touch? Well, it depends because you're assuming that um pain is only sensed by the skin, whereas in fact we sense it by the nerves, by nerves and throughout our body. So so where the where the classical five senses comes from, uh it actually dates back to dear old Aristotle, uh and he he basically said that you only had five, or well, he he believed we had five, because there were particular organs attached to that sensor that would send information to the brain. Um, but obviously, we now know uh, a lot better than that, um, because even if we used uh, um, Aristotle's um, definition, he didn't understand the working of the inner ear, where we have what's called the vestibular system, which is our balance, um, basically, and... Uh, uh, he thought that the ear only did hearing so but it also does our balance or our spatial um orientation wow organ. awesome so so, so and, and actually even though i've only listed 11 there's there's there's, lots more. Of, there's more so some people are saying there's up to 20 different um senses uh, that we have uh but the, probably the most agreed to is the 11th. That I've listed, so the vision, hearing smell, touch, taste, but they also say we have a sense of balance, a sense of temperature that is so true, balance is so true. Once you have an
0: ear operation, you lose your balance. yeah well and I can say that because I've had an ear operation
1: and i've I've suffered from um, vertigo, which is that um a benign posterior positional vertigo, which when when that whole system plays up, your eyes start vibrating and you start emptying the contents of your stomach and you can't focus and you can't move and you can't do anything so yeah so that vestibular system um when it works it works brilliant and when it plays up it's it's a nightmare
0: you know the scary uh, scary part of it though is my ear specialist said do not go swimming without putting earplugs in Oh, okay. because what will happen is you'll lose your vertigo and you'll instead of swimming up to the surface you'll swim straight down Down. to the
1: and run out of air well you've yeah but we also have a sense of temperature, a sense of body awareness, uh, a sense of pain, a sense of movement, and a sense of passing of time. I, I've,
0: got to, I've got to give you a. Uh, 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 you didn't actually try to pronounce.
1: <laughs> well, I, I was going to. Uh, <laughs> but you're like, no. Yeah, but I sort of thought, oh and my I thought, I want to stumble over it on air. So it's. Um, Clonicception. perception perception, yep.
0: And number 11 is clonicoception. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, chronoception. Chronoception. I thought it was constipation at first, but that's not <laughs> spelled the same way. On that note, let's move over to um, when we come back, because we are going to take another break, but find out which uh, Vikings wore horn helmets or did they wear horn yeah, helmets did they wear horn we've got helmets. that coming up as well as did you know bats are blind bats. bats are blind we'll find out if that is a true fact or not on the other side of this you're listening to DRM1 this is Sound Bites only on DRM1.com.au United you're logged on to DRN1 United. This is soundbites, That was Castle by Ferreira Writings, and uh, we are talking famous facts that
1: just are not true. No, now, sadly, they they make good stories, but they're not true. Now,
0: you want a fact that is true, though? Yeah. Yeah. Your best accountant is ABE360. That's who we use. So you should use them too. You can head over to their website at abe360.com.au and speak to the guys, uh, speak to Glenn, uh, Ebony, and the team over there for all your accounting needs. That's a fact that is true. Now, let's get... That's money in the bank, folks. Get over there. Go and check them out. Uh, Okay. So back to the famous facts that just are not true. They do not hold a bar of soap.
1: No. Well... They uh-uh. tried.
0: Um, Vikings wore... <laughs> I don't know where I got that soap reference from. Uh, Vikings wore horned helmets. Now, I I kind of understand why they would wear horned helmets. Oh, yeah. Because the bigger the horn, the more... <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: the more senior a Viking you that's are. That's what I was trying yeah, to get yeah, to. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's
0: actually what I was trying to say, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently uh, this may not be all true.
1: No, and in fact, it would be quite a disadvantage to be wearing a horned helmet in battle because uh, an opponent could grab the horned helmet and drag you down and then wow. spear you with the sword or cut you up. You mean with the horn? With the s- no, like if they grabbed you by your horned helmet and like pulled you down and then thrust their sword up into you. And into your butt.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just...
1: G-rated. g G, not triple X, not (laughs) R, G.
0: We are after six (laughs) o'clock.
1: Bottom is not a rude word. (laughs) So anyway, where they think this came from (laughs) is that Roman and Greek writers often referred to northerners who wore horns, wings and antlers uh, amongst other things on their helmets. So uh, when they started putting together all these um, famous operas and, and creating yeah. costumes. They then put these helmets with these big horns on them.
0: But, you know, it it, it it does make sense, though. We're talking about Vikings now. I don't know what type of weapons they had back then.
1: Shields but and swords. Shields and swords. And bone and arrows.
0: And bone arrows. So yeah, they could have just went charge and charge with the horns.
1: No, because once you put your head down to charge, you lose sight of your prey or target. It's, it's not a tactical advantage. Damn. I'm
0: trying to be <laughs> smart, but it's clearly not today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um, You're smart in other, other ways. ways. Oh, okay. Not useful. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anyway, so the evidence, so so what does the evidence tell us? So, unfortunately, archaeological uh, and otherwise, um, no Viking warrior that we could find wore ty- any type of horns or wings on their helmets. So, the helmet uh, with horns was created by a costume designer for the 19th century Wagner Opera. So, that's, every, every time you see a TV show and a Viking comes out and he's got horned helmets on, you can go, you can point at that and tell everyone that's not, Actually true. Well, there you go. Uh, Sorry for all you Viking fans out there who like to wear your horns on your head. Uh, And apparently that's a really good show. I haven't seen it, though.
0: Vikings? Vikings. I can't say I watch TV, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, If you're a Vikings
1: fan, let us know. Let us
0: know what you think of the show.
1: Well, I guess Uh, it'd be biased. If they're a fan, they'd love it.
0: Let us know if you're not a Viking fan and you watch the show. Yeah, maybe we'll match you up
1: with the Viking fan and let you...
0: That's a brand Duke new it, show. Duke it out, yeah. Dates of the Viking. <laughs> uh, my first Viking. Yeah. <laughs> Only on DRM1 United coming <laughs> there you go. Coming this fall. We're
1: always <laughs> willing to push the boundaries, the G-rated boundaries.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, you and that G, I tell you. G-rated. <laughs> G stands for a lot of other things. Um, okay, bats are blind. Now, this is actually an interesting one because I just watched a very interesting interview on See, on Sky News. Okay, yes, it was <laughs> Sky News. But um, about the COVID-19 yeah. and bats. Yeah. So this is interesting that you put bats on the list tonight. Bats are blind.
1: Right. So so that's what uh, the popular belief is, is that because bats use echolocation, so they you know emit a clicking sound and they then have those big ears and listen for the, the bounce back or the echo, um, that they don't use their eyesight. But in fact... In fact, bats, even though their eyes are tiny, um, of the uh, 1,100 bat species, they can all see quite well. And some can see even better than humans can.
0: Well, I had never thought that a bat was blind uh, in the yeah, first place. So, whenever
1: somebody says, oh, I'm as blind as a bat, you could say, oh, then you must see well. <laughs> so, you know, if you go around correcting other people's stuff, you know, you'll be just as popular. That's <laughs> me. That's me. <laughs> yeah. You'll wonder why people, when you talk to them at parties, they start stepping away or they look at their watch or they start lift- listing off all the things they have to do tomorrow.
0: Well, you can always just go and have a shot. Or vodka or tequila or something, and you know, get comfortable uh, looking
1: at pot plants,
0: yeah. And loosen up these these facts that we are telling you tonight. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You most probably want to forget these facts sometimes,
1: yeah. Because people have been corrected, (laughs) no, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's what I just said. Okay, that was sarcasm.
0: (laughs) I know what sarcasm is was, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I, I'm skipping a few of them because this list is so long, it's not It's not even, well, it is, it is very long. We might have a part two sometime. But I didn't want to talk about fingernails tonight because fingernails are disgusting. Oh. Um, but I do want to talk about Albert Einstein. <gasps> he failed maths at school. Now, this is an interesting one because I've heard this everywhere, that he failed um, math, maths. He wasn't a very good mathematician. But somehow he's invented all these famous things. So, was it true that he failed
1: maths at school? No. So you're right. the The famous quote is that even Albert Einstein, which is Einstein, Einstein, which is apparently the correct way of saying it. Sorry, Mister Einstein. Einstein um, failed maths at school, and. Um, the, the reality is, is that we actually have uh, Einstein's records, uh, school records, and he did fail one entry exam to a school, but it wasn't maths. In fact, um, all his uh, academic records state that he did it really, really well. Uh, so this myth came about. Um, in, it, it's often stated to help people uh, or to encourage people to keep their chin up uh, because even a genius like Einstein can uh, fail at something um, but sadly, he didn't. <laughs> what
0: did he actually fail at, though? Well... Did the, do we actually know what he failed at? It was an entrance exam. It, it was exam. an entrance
1: exam to a school. But,
0: but what was the entry exam question that made him fail? Because if well, it, it wasn't math.
1: It wasn't math. I don't know what it was. Um, so some people say that uh, he had gone to a different school which spoke a different language. Um, well, that would do it. Uh, and so that's what... Uh, but that that hasn't been confirmed. So...
0: Um, Um, We should just do a little cheeky plug for our uh, shows later on tonight. 9 p.m. tonight, we've got Candy Pants Radio bringing you the freshest house vibes from the world's leading lifestyle party uh, brand every week. That's at 9 p.m. tonight. And then followed by 10 p.m., we're going to keep the rise to the rhythm happening with a brand new episode bringing you the uh, hot and new house tracks from around the world. This week, uh, they've got Vlad Arison. Uh, Flash Mob, Austin Groove, Tom Bug, and many, many more. So don't forget that for all your partying uh, vibes tonight, just before we head out to the clubs uh, to keep it locked here on dr one United. Now, back to our uh, interesting famous facts.
1: Famous facts and why they're not true. They're not... A, yeah, famous facts. Well, well, they're not facts. They're... they're Waking... Uh,
0: you know, this is the thing. I've, <laughs> s- I've, I've uh, constantly... I've slept walked. I've, I sleep walk. Really? Yeah, I sleep walk. How know far that? do you get? Uh, to the kitchen, get a drink, okay. and then somehow get back to my bed. Okay. Still take a drink of water and then still go back to bed. Then wake up the next day and not realize that I did it. That you've done it. Right, okay. And I don't understand how you can sleep walk and do all that and be asleep. Well,
1: you're not fully awake.
0: You're not fully asleep either.
1: No, that's right. So, so why are you sleepwalking?
0: That's a different show. Yeah. Uh, But uh, number 16 on our list is uh, waking sleepwalkers harms them.
1: Yeah. So some people used to believe that if you come across a sleepwalker, that you shouldn't wake them up because it could give them a heart attack. But in fact... um,
0: It might make their heart start beating.
1: Well, they haven't stopped beating. They're they're still beating.
0: (laughs) I was talking about a cold, heartless person.
1: (laughs) Okay. So you don't (laughs) want them biting you either. So... Um, but if you do come across a sleepwalker, it's absolutely fine to, obviously you wouldn't start shaking them going, wake up, wake up and shouting and stuff. Imagine if they didn't wake up when you did that. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. Imagine if they were just like that forever. Imagine if they just stared at you with their cold eyes. I know. And you're just going, oh my gosh, they haven't <laughs> finished their boot up sequence yet. We are the Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) So you can actually, um, you know, uh, nudge them and actually guide them back to bed. uh, Or you can help them rouse from their sleep state. uh, And and they won't. they're, They're actually at more risk of just being left. Because they can walk into things, they could walk out. If they walked out, they could fall downstairs. Or they could walk into traffic See, or that sort of stuff. and that's
0: the problem there because the idea that popped in my head while you were talking was it would be perfect just to somehow get them into a car, drive them down to a, to a place, then let them out and then drive back home and then they wake up
1: and I'm terrible. Where, where, would, you, where would you drive them? Where? No, <laughs> I don't the only, thing, <laughs> the only possible safe place I can think of you could take is like one of those big bounce places And they wake up there. Yeah, well, if they fall over, they're just going to bounce around. You know, they're just going to bounce from floor (laughs) to wall. I must be
0: so nasty because that's the first thing I was like thinking. I was like going, well, they do it to drunk people. They do some crazy things with (laughs) drunk people.
1: Promise me you'll never get into any of the care professions.
0: (laughs) Oh, I definitely will not be a care. (laughs) That's (laughs) for sure. I I love you all, carers. As, I'm, as, I'm, we, as I know. we
1: all breathe a collective sigh of relief. One day yeah. I'm
0: going to be cared by one of them and oh, they're yeah. going to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we can do this. Don't,
1: don't be shocked if you wake up and someone's driven you somewhere. <laughs> put a fishing oh. rod in your hand or something.
0: <laughs> Actually, that that's not a
1: bad idea. So anyway, so yes, absolutely. Um, help them return to bed with gentle guidance. Uh, and if they wake up, they will be fine.
0: There you go. Uh, that is waking sleepwalkers. Just, just don't do anything. I said that's <laughs> <laughs> the You soul know, we've
1: you. often said, don't follow the advice in this show. This isn't an advice show. <laughs> no, this neither is one of us are experts. <laughs> 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 well, in anything, I, guess.
0: <laughs> I might have to put a warning on this episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Now, uh, bulls are enraged by the color red. Now, yeah. this is I. This must be a fact because uh, when you've got those bull bucking competitions, yeah, and they get the clou- clown out and they got the red little yeah. handkerchief or they got the red clothing on, and the bull always charges at them,
1: yeah. So, you know, we've uh, we and we even have um uh, sayings like you know, seeing red and all that sort of stuff, but in fact, bulls and other cattle um can only see in blues and yellows, so what they're reacting to, especially when those disgusting bull fights um with the matadors and they're waving the the bull red bull fight bull I've never fighting I've have, you, have you seen bullfighting.
0: fighting i've seen good you don't want to see it it's I've disgusting seen, i've seen people jump in the middle and try to run away from the bull
1: oh yeah you know the the clowns at the rodeos yeah. and stuff like that yeah well back when um they used to have bullfighting which was you would have like a one man oh i don't know if they ever had women but um i i know of men and they would wave a a, a red um blanket or robe or something um, to attract the bull and it would always be red and that's where they sort of believe that the bulls were enraged by the colour red whereas in fact because they can't see red it was probably more the flapping of the fabric um, that would get their attention and of course they would actually antagonise the bull beforehand and um, just don't antagonise bulls full stop that's that you know, my advice it's there. a really good idea not to take on something that's that bigger than you yeah like, don't take on anything. Don't be violent. Don't be, no, don't be
0: violent. No, 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 no. Just be nice to everyone. Yeah, be nice.
1: Well, that brings us to our
0: end of our show. Wow. And we are, we've are. we got two minutes to promote things and to wrap everything up. So uh, I'm going to quickly just let everyone know where they can catch all our episodes, from talking about aliens to the mysteries to the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, we of to- talking about Easter, Christmas, you name it. People are still loving the Christmas episode, so maybe go and check that out. Yeah. You can get our app, download the DRM1 app on your phone like you most probably have if you're listening to us. Or uh, you can head into your favorite podcast app and search for Sound bites. It is also available from our website, drm1.com.au, and click on Shows, and then click on Sound bites. Peter? Yes? What are you doing for the weekend? At this stage? Not a lot, not which is lot. good. Preparing for next week?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I've got to prepare for next week's show. I'm not sure what we're going to do next week. Um I still have we we still need to do a bloopers show because w- sometimes when I listen to some of the previous episodes and I think it's I okay. used the wrong word here or yep. no that was the wrong term or so so I have I, I, got I, I'd that. love to go back and and yep. just sort of say to people um the reason why we make mistakes when we talk is because of this or that or acoustic confusions or
0: let's just be honest it's because of russell he always makes <laughs> <laughs> let's just blame it on me he t- oh, i'm
1: not I'm, blaming I'm, you I'm, I'm
0: so not prepared for this show every single week i'll, I'll open this on friday <laughs> <laughs> literally 30 minutes before the show i go okay oh so that's what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> so, if you wonder why I say some witty things or some crazy yeah. things, it's because I'm just not prepared but for, this for this show. for
1: all the Eurovision fans out <gasps> there, we are going to be doing a Eurovision we better show. We be doing a Eurovision we show. We are so doing are, a Eurovision yep. show. Because,
0: did you know, that, fun fact here, that all the entries for 2020 Eurovision is the same entries for, for 2021. 2021. 2021. Yeah. However, all different songs. Yes. Like our Australian one is doing Montaigne. Technicolor. colour. It's her new song. I've got to say I'm not a fan of that song.
1: That's okay.
0: I don't know if she's going to win.
1: I don't know if she's going to win either. Um, And actually, it'll be interesting to see how she goes. Mm. Um, But uh, yeah, we've had some great acts at Eurovision and I'm so glad that we're participating.
0: I think the best act at Eurovision was the host from 2018, the guy and the girl, who did... We'll play as when we do the Eurovision song, we'll actually play the track. Okay, that's good. It's it was a fantastic song about yeah. how to win Eurovision. So oh yeah, <laughs> we will play that coming up on a, on a. Maybe we should do Eurovision next week.
1: It's a bit too early. But the that we have to build the hype for them. When's Eurovision? It's in May. How it's is only this next not month. Burnt into your brain. <laughs>
0: Eurovision. Because it's not Gayovision. <laughs>
1: Honey, it is one of the biggest day events in the world. <laughs> On that note, we're out of here oh, for another week. Honey. <laughs>